What? Did somebody draw you? Oh, yeah. It was Cat. Cat. Oh. Yeah. They, they captured your, you know, little shit, little shit face, you know? Captured. My little shit face. Okay. <laughs> so respectful. I know. Well, no one, no. no one can see it, so. It is really small, but I still it's like just it. Re- that's what that's what uh, she said, and honestly, I respect her because it's not always about size. Now, uh, <laughs> having said that, <laughs> how how do you transition from that to whatever you're doing when people don't question it? Oh, that's just creepy. Christ. No, I don't love it. I don't love it at all. You love it. It's like you never realize how disgusting. You never notice how like weird his mouth looks until it's supposed to be his eyes. It's way creepier this way. Oh my god. But that's your boy. It's Michael Fassbender. You know what? There was a time where he was everybody's boy, and then he kept making movies that just weren't good, like Snowman. Oh, Snowman. I, we didn't even get into the X-Men yet. That's just... Alright, so uh, welcome to episode 27 of the Thirsty Nerds nope, Podcast. Nope, nope, wrong. It's episode 28. It's, is it 28? Yeah. I misnumbered the thing, and I think maybe that's why you got... Yeah, it's last time was 27. This one's 28. Don't you dare correct me. Alright, uh, <laughs> welcome to episode 28 of the Thirsty Nerds Podcast. Uh, my name is Jamal. If you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, what me and my friends here like to do is gather a bunch of stories from the internet and, and the realm of comics, films, and video games, and we like to talk about them in our podcast. So that's what we're doing right now. I am um, Jamal, here with two of my nearest and dearest friends. Please introduce yourself. I'm that vagabond. I'm that bum. I'm that filth in your computer history. And Clarence. Hello, my name is Chris, also known as King. Uh, What's up? All right. Hey. Why you go, why you go uh? Because it sounds like you... you, you sounds like you forgot bit. again. Nah. I don't forget. a little bit. Nope. Okay. I just like a share because oh. you know the no, last no, no, time. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it takes is one. That's all it takes. <sighs> and you've done it twice. Okay. You might That's think what you For keeping track. Clarence, I know you like to do that because you are. It tastes so fucking. Your name good. suggests piece of shit. So continue, Jamal. What? Huh? No, I'm not gonna leave from that. That's all right. So, uh, what y'all got for me? What? What's what's going on with light news? Damn. Now I feel bad. Um, what's going on with light news? Okay, okay. Have you guys seen these One Piece commercials for cup noodle? No. No, I'm not they full this. on got like an entire animation team to make this ten out of ten commercial for noodles, and they they changed the setting for One Piece. Of course, it went from you know pirates to it's a school, a high school, and they reworked some of the characters, and it's 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 just a really good commercial. Hmm. No, I have not seen this. You may have to share those to us. You're gonna have to share that, yeah. So, you know. Okay, that's that's cool. Even though I'm like, I am out of the realm of One Piece. I haven't read or watched One Piece since like high school. 
and stuff. So I'm uh, happy they're they're still doing things. I guess. Clarence, it's the, it's the most popular anime in Japan. Period. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I understand why. I've been here. I hear a lot of good things from what I hear about his writing and everything. He's still top notch even to this day. Even though it's been going on for like longer than my firstborn son. Hey, were you, hey Clarence, at all, were you going to talk about Apex or at all or anything before I bring it up? Go ahead, bring it up. I completely forgot they're on season four. Yeah, season four started, guys. Season four of Apex. And the map still sucks, but they changed it up and they added some stuff in it that makes it a little bit more uh, bearable. Playable. Playable. There's a, it's just, it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I, you know, I'll rock with this shit. Nerfs and buffs abound. The only one I'm aware of is the Bloodhound buff of whenever he gets a kill while in Beast of the Hunt, he's an extra five seconds added to his timer. Ooh, that's cool. Outside of that, it, they, they changed snipers to have their own type of ammo now. Sniper ammo. They yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah, completely. I'm like, this this changes the game. Because now I gotta yeah. fucking find more ammo and stocks before I find right. one fucking gun. <laughs> they've made the they've made the L star a regular weapon you can pick up and put attachments on. Yeah, it actually uh works a little bit better now than it did before because that first when it was a special grab, let me tell you, boy were they wrong. They thought that was gonna be a good a good little mix up in there. That weapon sucked. I couldn't wait to get my hands on it. When I got it, I got fucking. I thought it was just me. I thought, I thought it was just shreds. me. It shreds at medium to close range, but. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it as a pickup with those iron sights either. Yep, kind of sucked. Is there any truth to this fucking Texas Bloodhound thing? Texas Bloodhound. Is in, I see a meme about Texas Bloodhound in Apex. <coughs> like, Texas uh, Bloodhound. So, like, what, do you, what do you look like? Basically, it's just him with a fucking American fitted cap on he says, "Ye all father, y'all father, y'all father, y'all father." I don't know. It's dumb. I saw a meme. I thought it was a real thing. I um, I need to look that up. Yeah, why are you doing that? I can probably post it in here, but I don't yeah. wanna, it's on my phone, so I'll just share it to you guys on your messenger app because that's Instead what I'm of saying. All father, he says, "Y'all father, y'all father." I'm sending it to you right now. Go check your phones. I hope your uh, hope your um, ringtones are off. And being uh, you know professional, it's just a meme. Okay, I thought there was some truth to it. I was like, is there a truth to this? Is this a thing? Is that supposed that to be something? That would be fantastic if it wasn't just a meme. But yeah. it looks to be just a meme. But who knows? Because I was going to say play to find out. Because I know there's there's supposed to be like some other character that was coming, but one hundred and ten percent a meme. Okay. All right, okay. Because I I heard that some other character was coming, and then yeah, they, they have said, a brand no, new character out. He's a, a cyborg assassin. Cool. All right, I'm done with this fucking topic. So, moving on. Who uh, what? Who wants to start? Anyone else have any more light news? Oh wait, no, because this happened. The fucking impeachment trial. Trump got acquitted on two cases of obstruction or whatever. You know, he got he got basically he got acquitted, and he's doing this fucking lap lap dance now and um sucks because people you know, are I think the entire um yeah the, the impeachment trial is over but I think the entire purpose wasn't really to 
do anything besides just put that asterisk there to say that he was up for impeachment. Well, it was too well. The reason why they should do it, and this is just my with my you know political leaning here. Sorry, guys, I apologize. We're about to get political in this segment. All right, so go. what happens? What what's what was supposed to happen is we're supposed to show people by the way of the process that no president is above the law, even if we didn't get taken out of office. What was supposed to happen is by way of process, he gets impeached because that's what should happen. He obstructed justice. He broke the law multiple times. This is a process that should take place for any and every president or else we set the president that a president can do whatever. So that's what this is supposed to do. Precedent. Yes. So the fact is, is that the only way, the only reason why some people were against it in the beginning, and uh, why a lot of people thought it was just mishandled, like uh, Nancy Pelosi and the establishment Dems, like Chuck Schumer, didn't do their job at letting the American people know exactly all that all of what was at stake here. Like they didn't do the best job they possibly could. Nancy Pelosi dragged this thing out and didn't want to do it till absolutely she was called to. And when we got in here, when it got to the Senate, like everyone knew. There's majority Republican. Everyone yeah. was just gonna do everything they could to throw this thing out, and they even got it off somehow to have a, a fucking impeachment fucking hearing without any witnesses. The vote fit came in at what forty nine fifty, forty nine fifty one, wow. yeah forty nine fifty. Like one Republican decided, and a scummy Republican at that decided, I'm gonna vote against this, and that was Mitt Romney. He broke ranks. He said, uh, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna side I'm not in the crazy cult of Trump or whatever. And Mitt Romney's a piece of shit. So for him to do that, like this is already, you know, not that great. But nevertheless, no witnesses. I don't even know why they had a fucking closing argument. If you're not gonna have witnesses, why the fuck are we even doing this? Wasting the American people's time. And how 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 the scope of how shitty the, the fucking establishment Dems handled this is that they could call John Bolton. One of the witnesses who didn't get a chance to testify, they can call all these people to a separate hearing anytime they want. They can do it anytime they want to. They don't have, is it okay? Shut this one down. We're going to open up another one. They can call these people to testify anytime they want, but they're letting Trump, they let him win. He's taking this fucking victory lap. He's going on fucking, and then the State of the Union was a piece of shit. And people are fucking going crazy over Nancy Pelosi ripping a fucking speech up. Like, wow, really, bitch? All you did was rip up a speech. How about call your witnesses to testify, the people who want to testify? And there are no plans for her to want to do as such. I'm like, this is the kind of borderline incompetence that allowed Trump to have his best fucking week ever, according to him. And that's why Dems look fucking weak. It, it was almost like a cartoon reaction. Like, she lost, she said, oh. Yeah, rats. <laughs> Like, get the fuck at it. Like, the whole thing was a fucking joke. He got off with it, and he looks like, of course, his base are not going to read into it. They're going to read into the fact that he basically commit, he did commit crimes, multiple crimes. Mm-hmm. He got away with it. He it was only helped because, and, and, and by the way, if anyone's still clinging on to this thing that, like, you know, oh, oh, you know, the Republicans just need to come back to their senses once Trump gets out of office. No, it's all of them because they helped him break the law they they, he broke the law and they're covering it up it's all of them they're all rotten they're all garbage it's pathetic that was a shit show and i don't know it's the fact that something like i mean democracy's not dead some people are blowing this up like going crazy like oh democracy's dead and blah blah blah. no 
it, it's just some very some very scummy people had the upper hand that they've been priming for years and they got to use it and it's unfortunate so you know and, and clearly the establishment dems have no no desire to fight back which to me is just like a fucking it's disgusting so yep <sighs> Anybody else have anything they want to add to that? <laughs> that was how you really feel. <laughs> uh, no, you. Yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head, right there. Pretty dude. much, yeah. I, I wish I could the offer the uh, you know the devil's advocate side of this, but I I, I don't agree with what it's they It's not. Do. Yeah, there's this is all kinds of wrong. Yep, no matter what, like he broke the law, and then yeah. he had people cover it up for him. Like, how do you have an impeachment hearing without witnesses? Like, like, like I said, why would you even bother with the respect of having a fucking closing argument if we didn't even have, if we couldn't even, if this, the case couldn't even be properly that's, presented? Or, yeah, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. That's the whole purpose of a trial is to have the people who have been done wrong to be there and state that they weren't there. These assholes were complicit and are willing to give testimony. Like the, Michael Cohen it, yeah. is in jail right now, and this guy, these guys are willing to testify against him. And they're like, "No, nah. if they didn't have anything to hide, of course they would let him testify." But it's not a scheme; it's it's the real deal, and they got away with this. And of course, people on his side are gonna think he's Mister Invincible now. And you know, this this comes off looking like a win for Trump, and it's definitely something he can run on in 2020. Whenever the front runner who presents himself, which by the way. Is Bernie Sanders? It's not Pete Buttigieg. It's Did it's, it's Bernie Sanders. You know, yes, it's Bernie Sanders. He won the popular vote by at least six thousand more votes over Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, and it's Pete. like Pete, Pete declared. Okay, that whole thing. The, did you hear about that? The whole like that Iowa thing. He, he somehow most likely has some sort of um, investment into the app they use in order to vote for the candidate. Oh, yeah, I know the whole lowdown. Do you guys want a recap of that? Oh, please, whatever. Okay, so here's what happened. Pete has ties to the app company that basically made the thing, right? And, and after, and, and after, and after, for some reason, in, in one of the most important, one of the most important days leading up to, you know, the primaries, actually one of the primaries, it's the Iowa caucus is one of the biggest first stops. And they decide, let's use an app. And then let's use an app who's got ties to one of the people running in the fucking race. So that was already bad. The app fucks up. Bernie starts out in the lead over Pete. Well, it, no, it's 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 Buttigieg started out in the lead, and then I think the re um what do they call it the re uh yeah Bernie Bernie started out in first. Well, well, Pete started out first, and then Bernie took over him. Took over, it took, got more votes to him. And then after the realignment, Bernie was still in first place. And then suddenly, oh, the app started working. I don't know. We don't know what's going on. And if that didn't make matters worse, like we'll get back to you in three days, fam. After the fucking Iowa caucus is over, and the most important thing out of Iowa is really the narrative, like who claims the victory, who wants. Like so, so going into this, like four, five days later, not it's bad enough that this shit's not even one hundred percent fixed, but they start releasing partial data. Not the whole thing, partial data that favored Pete Buttigieg in the lead by at least four or five points. Partially, not the full thing. 
So it's like you were trickling this shit out over days, and then somehow, miraculously, Pete started declaring himself the victor over those couple of days while the shit wasn't even finished coming out. And then at the at five fucking days later, after we're done here, after we were, we're really ready to move on, Bernie and Pete are literally tied. It's like both 26-26, but Buttigieg has 26.2. Bernie has 26.1. But but Bernie, Bernie won the popular vote by 6,000 votes. He is the front runner going into New Hampshire. And the fact that people to judge knowingly, it just, it just lines up to look like this favorite him over everybody else. And it was a really shitty move. And the establishment media was, was doing their best to, to fucking deny Bernie this victory at Iowa, even though it's clearly his. And the whole thing was a fuck up. Like, a fuck up with huge implications on trust and how the Iowa Democratic Caucus works. It just made everybody look bad. You had one job. Count the goddamn votes. Not an app. Use your fucking... Do what you've always done. Count the shit. Pay people. That's what you do. You don't roll out an app. So that shit was fucking despicable. And it just... It just... Another thing that makes the DNC and the establishment overall look bad among the people. And it makes it look like a fucking joke. So that happened. And that was just, just fucking ridiculous. So another, but you know what? If there are any Bernie supporters voting or, you know, whatever, um, it's, it, you know, obviously don't let this deter you. Bernie, this was still, whether the media says it or not, it, Iowa was still a good turnout and Bernie did win. And we just have to keep staying vigilant if you're actively participating, calling and, you know, doing the email shit and donating or whatever. Keep doing Thank that. Just, way to stay unbiased. Mm-hmm. At this point, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. At this point, I I don't have my my stake in the game is already known. I just like I uh, a Bernie supporter, so I'm saying just stay vigilant out there because you know this is not this is still a win for the candidate, the Democratic. This is, this, this is the first time they've you know skewed votes, skewed information. This is not the first time, but it's it's becoming more and more blatant as they do it, especially since the Trump presidency. And I really do hope that people are paying attention and they're able to put two and two together. And so like, hopefully within at least at least the next decade, it would be a dramatic change with the with the entire system and how things are functioning, because it's a joke. It's a whole bunch of it's a whole bunch of dude bros basically running the world and they're doing it right in front of your face. They're flexing right in front of our faces right now. They used to be they used to be courteous about it and you would have to look into it. But not, it's just fucking happening right on TV. Like people are like lining up and like forget about forget about Bernie Sanders at this moment. The fact that there is a clear and evident hand orchestrated trying to deliberately make one trying to skew the narrative at all times at, on anything. If this were anybody else, put anybody else in this shoe. Like I am not I am not gonna say this very often at all, but Trump was right about a few things. Like the establishment media is out for their own guns. It just so happens that at this particular point in time, it's like we you got to see a little bit of it. Like how just how biased they are. Like everyone right now, including Democrats, are trying to cover and protect their money. That's what this is all about. You got a bunch of greedy people, the greedy Democratic uh, uh, caucus. 
you got them trying to protect their money. You got it's just rich people trying to cover ass for rich people because they fear that someone is actually coming that will actually shake things up and make people pay their fair share in taxes. That's what it feels like. There you go. There, I, I didn't want to say it, but there was. And you know, so it's like people almost forget that in in 2016 when you did this the first time, your moderate centrist not believing in anything. The, the, the hell. She's the only candidate you probably shouldn't have put up against Trump. And she lost. Like, did we not forget what just three years ago? So I'm like, I don't know. They say they want to get Trump out of office, but like, let's not get behind the front runner. Let's pick one. I don't know. You you can't, they, they don't, it's not their choice. You can't force people to pick something that you want them to pick. And then when the people are picking somebody, you try to change the narrative. Right. If Trump out of office, you got to go with what the people are trying to do. You can't make people vote for somebody who they don't want to vote for. But my money, but my money, I have to protect my money. Okay. Well, beyond that, we should probably. Yes. Yes. You're right. right. I told you this would happen. All right, guys. The politics (laughs) segment is over. I promise you uh, that won't happen too much often ever. You can never, you can't promise anything. It's fine. I can't. I can't. Um, Especially if running wins, I'm gonna bring it up. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, who's who wants to go? go I can jump in on this voice. I, I I don't believe I have too much to offer, but you know I could be wrong. Uh, there has been a rumor. I doubt this rumor is actually true because it doesn't really make sense. But uh, they've. They're saying that Sora was actually one of the top candidates that has been requested to be put in Smash Bros. Ultimate, but Disney did not let it happen. What? <laughs> now, the reason I don't believe this rumor is um, I don't believe I don't know if Sora is a Disney property and not a Square Enix property. That's a good question. And even so, it, I don't think it's really really up. It's it's not something that's really up to Disney. I would firmly believe it's more Square Enix than Disney. But at the same time, we haven't seen Sora take flight in any of the Square Enix crossover properties, so there might be some truth to it. I'm the, yeah, it would be nice to see him in Dissidia, you know, but... He's never been in a Dissidia. No, I know. It would have been, yeah, it would have been nice to see, just is for them to, to acknowledge him. Is it fair to admit I've never been able to pronounce that, that title? Dissidia? Dissidia, until now. Yeah, I've always, I've always known it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, you, well, you should call it like Dasani. Dasani. I call it Dasania. Dasania. Yeah. <laughs> Decidia. Have I decided to play it? No. I, don't. I haven't decided yet to play I it. I haven't decided. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Were we, were we aware that? <laughs> Sorry. Guys. Were we aware that Netflix is getting that Netflix that Resident Evil is getting a Netflix adaptation? Oh shit. Yeah, I saw that just just a minute ago. I forgot. How, I wait, like just the game itself, or it's like a show or a movie. Uh, I'm I'm a believing series? it's a series. I'm believing it's going to be a series. It's a series. Yes. Okay. Like, not first anime, now games. So with the with the market that they are trying to appeal to right now, mm, seeing as how they did Death Note. But then, seeing as how they did The Witcher, what are you guys' opinions on how this Resident Evil could be? I mean, 
I think I think given how they did Witcher now, Witcher is not a perfect series, but I think it could work out. Is in, in Resident Evil is probably a more grounded to do in terms of like what they could pull off with a budget. Uh, over and, and that's something that I feel like the Resident Evils haven't like they they could probably need like if you made it episodic as opposed to trying to pack everything into like a fucking like movie which clearly has never worked in the five films they have made. I mean, I don't know. Anything, anything's I mean, possible. Well, like, let's, I mean, just speaking of those movies, it was, let's, let's, like, admit it. Like, most of the time, it just felt like they haven't even played the game. Like, they had, like, they vague played. references. Exactly. It's like the first one that was probably the closest. The closest, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they played the game, but then again, they just had their own vision of what this movie and should be like. And their own OCs. <laughs> Everyone's OC in this fucking thing. So um, then, when they start when they started making these ugly ass films, they just went off the fucking rails, way off. It's honestly like, as someone who's been watching, especially like my, you know, your local weeb here. I've I I watched <laughs> Death Note. I know of Death Note, and I saw the live action film. I especially knowing how much anime is out there and what they're like premise wise death note had been had to be the most the simplest like it was easy to do it was simple and it was unique it was unique and i think it was the most unique property to be transferred over to you know what to uh, eastern to western like i feel like we could easily understand that it's a thriller like it's suspenseful and it's like or not, it's like a, it's a, or a crime mystery. It's simple. When I'm right. basically getting that, but they did, still they fucked did, it up. They <laughs> fucked it up. So that's why I'm like, all they, they had to do was go for the layup. <laughs> they had the oop. And what did they do? They they doubled back, went for the three, and they fucking airballed it. It's true. For Misa, no reason, like, Misa the villain, get the fuck out of here. Shut up. Fire you. <laughs> That's what makes it. Yeah, like it's it was just a real insult because they had the funds, they had uh, the basic cast, especially uh, William Defoe as fucking uh, Ryu. Perfect, fucking perfect. Perfect casting. And the CGI didn't look that bad either. No, it's yeah, it was pretty good. Definitely better than the Japanese attempt at it and everything. (laughs) Make it look exactly like it was in the fucking anime. Like, calm down, guys. Why would you take one of the worst characters in all of anime history and then make them a, make them a make focal a point? point. <laughs> why, would, why, would you, why would you make him a focal point? They weren't even a focal point in the show they came from. No, <laughs> he was just a side piece, just to annoy him and stuff. But he wasn't like the main the main uh, set piece or the main person that we followed was Light, and he was the most interesting person. That's why we followed him. But it's weird. and he wasn't even interesting in the show. He was a dork. Yeah, he was a dork. But what I'm getting at, basically, to go back to you, like, is that it, it's a 50-50 chance. I don't know. Because Resident Evil is, con- yeah, it can be convoluted at certain times, but, like, in the beginning, it I can see a very, like, It's pretty solid. Story. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, as long as, you, like, especially, like, from 1, 2, and 3, go go for it. You know what I mean? Especially 1, you can change that up to make that a really good, a really good story. I mean, they, 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 can mesh, they can mesh together and just do Tyrant. They don't have to do, I mean, not Tyrant, Nemesis. They don't have to do Tyrant. They just do Nemesis, and then yeah. they can skip all the way to a different part of the world where somebody is tampering, tampering with the same virus, but they got a different result. Las Placas, then do four, and that's it. Season one and season two. Right. 
I'll take it. I mean, hell, you four is so good. You could jump off anywhere. So I, really I'm good. just yeah. I'm like, really wow, so good. Uh, yeah. So fifty fifty. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, I guess. I guess we'll just have to. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. No, I'll be like, yeah. You have to see. Hell, I'm still waiting to see what this Avatar movie is gonna look like. Or this uh-huh. show. Yeah, that's so it. Has, it has the original runners. It has the original runners behind it. So there's hope. True. Yeah, yeah. So did uh, Ghost in the Shell's movie? They had the fuck. no. They had his blessing. Not no, the no they, they had they had a thumbs up from those niggas across the seas. All right. Yeah. This nigga was on set looking at the cameras, lying to us, saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." More it's like looking at his checkbook. He was like, "Hey, yeah, he, hey, he, did, he, did that go through? Did that go through?" All right. <laughs> he was looking. Good. He was looking at his Google Pay. All right, smoking some good old fashioned. <laughs> American Kush because they don't have that shit over there where he is. All right, he was even jo- he was enjoying himself, and then they fucking Snapchatted a picture of the set to him. Hey, is this good? And all he did was yeah, 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 yeah. To play advocate, advocate though, for a second, the the fucking set design and the and the digital like rendering for the world of Ghost in the Show, fucking perfect. I thought the world was absolutely like on par. Like this is what it needs to look like. Just everything else, like, well, really, when I say everything else, I just, I'm really b- referring to the story, and I'm referring yes. to the lead cast, 100%. Yeah. But everything else, the Taj Comas, the fucking, the way the world looks, the set design, like, all cool stuff, it's just that how they chose to use it was a mistake. But I have hope for Resident Evil. I mean, it's not like I'm really tied to the series either, so I don't, you know what I mean? Like, if it fails, it fails. If it doesn't, great. <laughs> I'm keep it real, 100. I don't really care too much, but keep it 100. I'm a kid. I don't give a fuck, really. <laughs> I don't really but give a fuck. But you can try. I don't care. I'm gonna be mad if you do it bad. But I don't you can try. Bad. You can try, but I don't really care. You mess it up, <laughs> I won't love you. I don't like you. I'll watch you, but I won't recommend you. <laughs> Christ. Speaking of things that you won't recommend, uh, not only is the Sonic movie right around the corner. Hell right? yeah. Are we all ready for that? We are ready for this? Call it ready? Yes. I'm, ex- I'm so excited to see this fucking train wreck. But outside <laughs> of that, uh, a new Sonic XSW panel has been planned for next month so we can see what do they have in store next for this washed up blue furry in the wait, coming wait, years. Wait, wait. Pass. What are you talking? We talking about a game panel, like for the games? It's for the company, for Sega. Oh, for company. No, thank you. <laughs> Just Jamal, make the shit. We get it. We get you it. Don't you don't care what I have to say. Don't, they don't care what any of us have to say. You, you don't care about about Sonic Racing? No, I sir. Can. Especially if they're using cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Like, if you're making them use cars, you've pretty much just wasted. You lost me. <laughs> you lost me. They did it one time without Cars Sonic R. Anyone played that? Dude, I love that game. That soundtrack yeah. still hits. Oh my fucking god, that Living game. Living in the good. city, you know you gotta survive. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> keep <laughs> that dream alive. you see? Oh my god. The, I used to play that shit all the time on the computer. Just over. Oh uh, boy. Yeah. He's a, a classic American history right there. I know what I said. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I okay. Well, I are you streaming this or do I have to find out afterward? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if they're gonna be directly 
in this day and age, terrible business decision not to directly stream this conference. Right? Especially, if, come on, guys. Because yeah. like, it, otherwise, you would have somebody would be there with a shaky cam, you know, like nineteen six at E three, and then boom, upload it to YouTube. Yeah, I hope if they are smart, they'll just take the stories from the comic books and make them into a video. Game. They can't. They can't. <sighs> what about the recent they're, ones? There's like the recent, the recent ones. Yeah, they could do that. I, I believe that's that's most. But the Archie ones, no, that that's those are dead in the water. Dumb. It's it, 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 it is unfortunate, but you know, all the true Sonic degenerates will have to keep these stories that we hold dear. And t- yeah. And Knuckles will forever be a fucking moron. Because he's dumb. Because he's, he's not. real dumb. Yes, he's, he naive. he's naive. He's naive. He's not dumb. Naive. Sure. That's just a nice way to putting it. Like, oh, no, no. you're not special. No, no. You're just naive. No. You're just he's fucking naive. stupid. <laughs> I know the best. Yeah, he's fucking dumb, man. Just fucking dumb. Get on the short bus, you dumb. Uh, Sorry. There's nothing wrong with taking the short bus, but yeah, he should be on it because he's dumb. It's okay, Jamal. You dumb. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I don't continue. know if you, I don't know if you guys ever heard of a game called The Wonderful One Hundred One. I highly doubt you. The Wonderful One Hundred One, like wizard, like wizard One Hundred One. No, it's called the Wonderful One Hundred One. It was made by the same person that brought to you uh, Beautiful Joe and Dante. Um, nope. It was a la- it was a launch title for the for the failed system known as the Wii U, and through crowdfunding, they have successfully made a campaign, and it is getting remastered on the Switch. Oh, hmm. yeah. Sounds like it's gonna be salvaged from that fucking system. It was unfortunate that there were some really good titles on there, but at the same time, there weren't there weren't enough, like maybe two or three good titles that will just fade into the background of obscurity and never be played again. Yeah, I guess they have to switch it up. <laughs> it was, I, even had, I even hated the fucking um, the fucking Mario Party of the Switch was just dumb. I did not like it. You mean the Wii U? Yeah, the Wii U uh, Mario Party. It was just stupid. Just dumb. It was just dumb. Stupid. It's not even funny. It's just dumb. You're on a short bus. You. I'm sorry. That's not. You just keep bringing up the short bus. I keep. Yeah. Show who you really are. Show show them who they really are. Show them who you really are. I'm sorry. I apologize for myself. I'll just get that out the way now. Yeah. I don't know no better. I try. I'll, I'll I'll try and cover it up for you. It was brought to my attention by uh, Chris that Dan Hauser, co-founder and a and a writer for Rockstar, is leaving the company in March. Yes. So if he not only did he write for these for Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption, he also did voice acting for both of these games. Oh. Somebody somebody of this caliber is leaving your company. I don't, I don't know for what reason that has not really been disclosed. But how are they going to fill such a void for somebody who is so active in the in their entire process? How do you fill that void? What are they going to do? Now? You just suffer. You just have to, yeah. You just have to roll with the punches, I guess. But they're going to suffer. Just it just depends on a little or a lot how much I'm they're going to suffer. And I'm kind of surprised because I mean, you know, after everybody hearing, we we're all hearing about like when is Grand Theft Auto Six coming? I was like, yeah, we're working on it. Oh, it's supposed to be as big as a what? 
the United States or some shit. Remember? All, yeah, Kobe. all no, they said all three uh all three games bigger than all three games combined. Last oh, three games yeah, combined. Yeah, Red bigger Red than all. Like, whoa, like I'm like, are you how? serious? How is that gonna be functional? I want to play it, but fuck. Okay. Well, they're working on it, and at, it, me, I finally got around to playing a rock. First one oh, yeah. ever. Oh yeah. Okay. You basically, he said he got he started playing Rockstar game. I, I, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption Two, and I am I'm really enjoying myself here because I I don't care what people say. Well, the first one was better. I didn't play the first one, so I'm, all right. The, the second one is, is a great game. And I, I'm just in awe about the amount of things and content that is provided with this purchase. Yeah. I, look pretty dope. I really, really do wish that Rockstar would make a less nonfiction type of game and kind of go off the rails and make a fantasy adventure type of game. I want to see what they can. I want to see what they can do. But this is what this is. This is where they got their thoughts from, and they're not going to travel too far out the pot, you know? Because when you do that, you get Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, and then that's what nobody but, wants. But they could give us the Mass Effect that we deserve. You that's know? We don't right. deserve Mass Effect. We do deserve a good Mass Effect. Not anymore. Well, well oh. EA did file a recent patent for Mass Effect, so we are getting something involving that title pretty soon. Or, no. an, annou- or an announcement about it. No. It has EA in the background. No. EA in all of them. No shit. They're in the bad ones too, and that's from recently. Anthem. Anthem, Clarence. Anthem. Uh, I I, I I understand. They're a mistake, and they know that. Anthem killed Andromeda. Anthem. There was a whole article about the background that happened with Anthem, and it was a giant clusterfuck. That game was designed to fail because of their development process. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Guess, who, guess who was under? Yeah, yeah by EA and listen, BioWare. Listen, it's, it's not, they're all victory. Okay. Yep, it, it's, it's a skeleton company of what remains of the Mass Effect crew. I don't think any of the same employees are there from the original company. And they are very. it was shown that they're very inexperienced, and I hope they learned a lesson from here. And going forward, uh, I may not have the best expectations for a new Mass Effect game, but I still look forward to it because you don't get this setting often, if not at all. He's right. Rock, Rockstar, give us our game. God, please. Please. I'm tired, <laughs> of this, tired of this bullshit. It's either games that are terrible or games that will never come out because they, they're in development hell forever. Like these goddamn science fiction, science fiction games that want to do everything, but they can't. I'm watching you, Subverse. Yeah. God damn, I'm watching you. Oh, did you, the beta came out for their um, for one of their shits. Uh, the fucking um, yeah, for they have uh, a beta they have, for one part of their combat, like their um, the space combat and everything, the space battles. They have nice. beta on it. Yeah. yeah. So their shit, you know, they're still they're still cranking out. So I'm happy. A game that I have been keeping my eye out for, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, has hit the Eastern markets. Not the world, just the East. So by extension, everybody who really wanted to buy it has bought it already because PlayStation is not region locked, and you can just make a different account, say you're from region X, and have access to their marketplace. Well, the more you know. So because it's been released in Singapore and in China, 
they are shipping out English copies already. What? Yes. So around the world, there are already English copies in circulation digitally. However, the physical copy is not slated to release until next month. Okay. Hmm. And this is, as, as far as an experience goes, this is a really beautiful game. And there's actually a single-player mode that that functions as an RPG. Wow, okay. And so, it functions as a tutorial to teach you how to play the game. So this is probably the most complete fighting game experience that has ever been released in the history of the genre. What about Injustice? What about Injustice? They ha- there's, but, there's no tutorial to teach you how to play the game. Oh, you're right. My bad. I was just saying, like, the story mode and stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. I like the story mode. I like the story mode. Yeah, it was, it ended janky. But I like the story. It, look, it got a good comic out of it, okay? And the, the main issue with fighting games is that if you do, they do one thing right, they do ten things wrong. Yeah. That's, that's the main issue. If the, if the gameplay is cool, fine, but tell me how to play the game. Tell me, what am I doing in this situation? Why does this guy, why, why do I feel like I can't play the game when I'm fighting against certain people? What's going on? Explain it to me. Grand Blue's doing just that. Mm-hmm. And it's also providing you with a single player experience if, that's, if the versus experience is not for you. Okay. And it's also offering you a ways to grind up and, and do stereotypical RPG stuff so you basically may not even have to do the versus aspect of the game. I was gonna ask how that is, like if it's an RBG, then well, they go into I, fight. I would I would love to tell you, but once again, the people who have avidly bought this game, they're not really interested in playing that version. Of course, they they'll mm-hmm. probably play that off off the of stream, and they just go straight online. And they have been posting a lot of tech for the game and a lot of information of how things work and how to avoid things and how to kill people. It's it's a it's a nice little uh. Nice little thing to watch unfold. Great. Okay. All the characters look fucking sick. They now, are. the big thing that happened for my in my in my little field of view, uh, Evolution twenty twenty, the yearly fighting game Super Bowl, they announced their game lineup, and the game lineup goes Soul Calibur six, Under Night End Birth. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Samurai what? Showdown, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah, we're back, boys! OG, OG Marvel has come back once again after 10 long years for an 8-man invitational and said, we're not playing Mortal Kombat at Evil this year. Damn. Damn. <laughs> And the, it's it, the NRS community is not happy about this. I I don't understand. I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know what what gets who decides or why. I am surprised about that because you know, especially like new DLC came out for the game and stuff. But I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm surprised that Mortal Kombat didn't get in, but Samurai Showdown. Did. Samurai yeah, Showdown. That is Samurai Showdown is like watching. Dry oil drip down the side of your pan. Damn. It's, it's like watching a dead bird take a shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Stop that dead bird take a 
shit. Now, grant, granted, Watch Mortal Kombat <laughs> isn't much better, but it's still better. You just can't let them have it, can you? It is better. I, just I, it's, it's, better. It's, it's just the truth. It's just say just it's better. the truth. Just say it's, it's your better. truth. It's okay. Just say no, it's better. No, it, it's yeah, it's, an, yeah. it's a it's a sh- it's a vastly shared opinion. Oh, that doesn't that mean it's right. You and that the four of the niggas that play this game in this region. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. Everybody else loves Mortal Kombat. Fuck you. But, th- but this is the biggest Mortal Kombat has ever been, and it's yeah. a shame that th- and that this does not mean that the game is any lesser than what it's ever been. It the was game fucking, is replaced by anime games which and i like anime but fuck guys come on man i know nice and birth is a good game but fuck you let fucking Sam it's, show it's, game, a, man. it's a fantastic game every game that's been listed into the into this uh evil lineup is a great game and i i really enjoy and i believe some of these are in here because they have a world tour coming up and there's money involved but Smash Bros. Ultimate is too big to not put in there, regardless of the amount of money Nintendo is not putting into it. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is the brand new game, and that's what happens. The, the the new fire comes out, everybody gets behind it, everybody plays it, and then a year later, the numbers die down to what they're actually going to be. We're looking at you, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and I don't understand how Dragon Ball Z is there over some other choice titles. Oh, yeah. But here, but here we are. This is this is what's going to happen. No melee. Melee is always there, but unfortunately, yeah, melee should always. It's it's great. Yeah. The the one thing that we could take away from this is that if there's a mar there's a Marvel two tournament, it could be it's an anniversary thing, but also this could tease to a possible new announcement to end the versus series because Marvel's <laughs> Capcom Infinite didn't do too hot, but at the same time the idea and logistically, they're not making a new Marvel game anytime soon. And if they do, well, you know, slap my ass, alright? I'm, I'm gonna be fucking happy. <laughs> slap all my right. ass and call me Cheryl. You heard what he said. That's my mom's okay. name. Yep, we're gonna be called your mom. How do you feel? No. Yeah, that's gonna happen. If they announce a new Marvel it's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna slap your ass and call you Cheryl. Please, no. Yep. Nope. Know this now, people. Of the internet, this will happen if if it goes through. It's in blood fart, now. I will it's fart on your pillow. Bare ass. It's you don't. in blood. It says you don't already. Right? He's scared. Right. You know why he's scared? Because he was wrong before. Like they're not going to announce what to say. She's not just, coming back. Exactly. Yeah. Just like you're wrong about that. That would have made that would have made me happy. And happiness doesn't really follow me. Yeah. <laughs> and this will make you happy. And then you get your ass slapped. I'm gonna call you Cheryl. Oh yeah! Your, oh yeah! You guys, Bojack ended, guys. You should watch Bojack. I'm done. You're not. Yeah, you're not. That's not video games. I know. That's your job, ho. Yeah. But it's such a good show. Shut up. Oh. Oh. To the with him, um, Chris. Unless you wanted to go, I'll go. I. You'll go. Yu-Gi-Oh. 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 Guys, I'm gonna get uh, a little a little heavy here because this has been a topic that's been on my on my mind since I've been, you know, um, I have my heart set on the industry and I've been around the industry, people in the industry, and actually people who you know I have, you know, reached out and made a connection with. Um, um, one of the first uh, artists that I really got into when I got into comics was uh, Batman, Superman, Public Enemies. 
and um, it was it was Ed McGinnis's art. But if anybody who's been following Ed McGinnis since he's been coming out the gate, he got attached to Inker Dexter Vines, and the thing that really made me enjoy its art before anything else was how clean the line work was because of the ink work. And Dexter Vines is uh, an incredible human being. And he has, he is battling right now with blood cancer. People in the industry of old, when, when tragedy strikes like this, what's so common is, is that you'll find out from another artist or a writer or somebody close to their family uh, will come out and say, Hey, Here's a GoFundMe page, which, by the way, I will start by saying that now. Um, the GoFundMe page is www.gofundme.com. If help Dexter, um, please, if you want to donate and help out this this amazing human being who's battling blood cancer, please do that. Um, it's sad when something like this happens. He's not the first one, and uh, at our current climate and structure, he probably will not be the last. Uh, it chose me for two reasons. Number one, yes, he is a freelance inker at the time, but having done extensive work in the past for both Marvel, DC, and everybody in between, I feel like there there should be some kind of thing in place to take care of talents in the industry when stuff like this happens. And it's always so common, like when there's a school shooting, what follows next is thoughts and prayers, and then we move on. In the industry, the equivalent of that is is GoFundMe page, thoughts and prayers, move on. And in that, a GoFundMe page has been the most viable and reliable source of healthcare when it comes to taking care of artists who fall on hard times, especially related to health. I'm sick of that. We there are too many giants that make too many money, DC, Image Now, uh, Marvel, to let people who have paved the way and brought readers on board like myself for artists or for whatever reasons to let them fall to the wayside so low like this. And then their only saving grace are a couple of fans who, in other words, spend their money on their works and now spend their money on GoFundMe pages. That's not right. It's not fair. It doesn't make sense. There should be, they, they make, they generate enough money to make a comparable healthcare package for people who have worked or is working for them because anything less than that is shit. And it continues to show people how little they matter when they do stuff like this. It's disgusting. So just for clarity, no matter what happens, no matter how you are, no matter how you are all, if if you are in this comic book industry, you are always considered freelance and you, there are no benefits whatsoever for it. Whatsoever. Like, unless you're one of the lucky people that get, like, a studio thing, but, like, you know, and you get a studio gig and you're there for a while, but, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, there are too many, like, giants to let people fall down on hard times like this. It's it's gross, all right? If they got done doing 10 years in the hole for you, with you, creating, expanding your characters and getting people on your fan bases... All right, fucking Red Hulk omnibus, incredible. Like, of course, there are other artists and inkers to credit, but Vines is in there. He put his heart and soul into that stuff and the Justice League uh, and the uh, Batman, Superman stuff. I'm saying, like, there should be some kind of comparable package so that when people fall on hard times, they shouldn't have to defend on fucking GoFundMe pages. 
again, it's morally bankrupt and it's disgusting that people have to do this. This is not a good solution. However, it is the only solution that we have. So again, if you are, if you have this artist has touched you in any way uh, with his work, um, please again go to GoFundMe. You know, help Dexter Vines and donate when you can because this artist, this inker in particular, has touched my heart and brought me in on so many things. So, you know, um, it, it's just important to go ahead and put that message out here. And I do hope for his friends and his family that he does. He's able to fight it, and he, he, the, he on his Facebook he continues to keep a positive mind, which is also really fantastic. He's a great person. He's still on PSN every once in a while, I'll see him playing games, and I think that's, I think it's important to just you know, I, I, I think it's great that he has an important, a really like positive outlook, and we have to have one as well when people go through these hard times. So, um, that's really the only comic book news that I had that was really worth talking about. Um, to me, because um, again, like I said, that should not be the standard for things like this. It's gross. No, wait. Shifting gears to something a little less sad. It's Yay. sad, but it's not the same degree of sad. Boo. You want more uh, sad? Some of you who may have been, some of you who have been following the the wave. Okay, back when real life local superheroes were starting to become a thing, um, the rise of Phoenix Jones. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You either die a hero or yeah, live, long, live enough. long enough to see yourself become the, the drug dealer, or at least live long enough <laughs> to see yourself get fucking arrested. Yeah. Okay. Real life superhero Phoenix Jones. Real- Real life but, superhero, real life kingpin. Yeah, yeah, real life kingpin. Jesus Christ! Like Benjamin he was in deep cover. He was undercover, guys. It's fine. He, he was undercover the whole time. He was fucking. He's fucking drug dealer the whole time. Okay, so Benjamin John Fodder, also known as Phoenix Jones, faces That's multiple government name. That's his government name. He, you know what? He deserves to be demasked at this point. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Could you imagine him? Fucking Daredevil got busted for selling eggs. Like, Christ. <laughs> like, no! Goddamn, no! Are you telling me that you sold X to the X-Men? Yes. yes. <laughs> Matt? Matt Murdock, is that you? Huh? Bobby Drake? <laughs> I can't see. I didn't know what I was selling. I thought I was giving them sugar. I, I, I can't see what I'm doing exactly. I thought it was He's like, you thought you were giving them, like, three grams of sugar, my guy? Yes. Looks like Iceman's doing a different type of ice today. <laughs> Christ, yeah, Phoenix Jones facing charges for selling methamphetamines, also known as uh, no, no, he's selling mo- Molly hard drugs, and and he was uh, an undercover an undercover uh, police officer, Yato scheduled meetings with him. And he showed up there, him and his fucking sister. Oh my god, family it's business. Sad. He showed up there and got busted. A fucking sting. Jesus Christ. Selling drugs. Phoenix Jones, a real life superhero. And you know, when I saw the shit, I thought it was like corny as fuck. Like, oh my God, these real people are going to get themselves killed. Like, this, the exact way that they portray us humans thinking about real life vigilantes when they're in comics. Like, oh, they're going to get themselves killed. No one should take the law into their own hands. All that predictable shit. Like, that's exactly how I felt, though. Like, it was, it was genuine. I was like, damn. They're gonna probably get themselves killed. That's not good. Probably shouldn't be doing this. But then, like, 
I'm like, you know what? If he's out there, if the, and the streets are safer for it, if the, streets, if the streets of Seattle are safer for it, yeah, then, you know, whatever. Who am I? You know, I'll be different than what they say we are when these things like this happen. But come to find out, in Seattle, they ain't necessarily safer. But, uh, you know, They're certainly just, more they, drugs. They, they are higher. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I God, swear to God, if Marvel or DC or somebody doesn't do this, like a, this is a golden opportunity. It would be. Wait, we do what? You got cut off. It is a golden opportunity for Marvel or DC to have a hero fall from grace because they started selling drugs to make ends meet because superhero doesn't pay. Yeah, he's got some. Spider-Man true. should sell drugs. Yeah. No, not not, not not why not why not? not he's not, poor boy. as fuck. He's poor. But he's the best of us all. He's still poor though. Operation. But he's the best there is. He's he, poor. He is the one true hero. Of Marvel Comics. He's never done anything wrong. I know. It's about his... time he did something. Except, not... except for snap Gwen Stacy's neck. Right. That was a mistake, though. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. That was a mistake. To me, that's not like an easy answer for getting out of a loveless marriage. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah. Phoenix Jones is a piece of trash. And uh, there's He's some bogus charges in here. I know, right? There are some claims in here that's stupid, like Phoenix has also had run-ins with the law, including failing to appear in court for driving with suspended license. <gasps> I'm like, get the fuck out of it. You gotta oh, come oh, oh, is, is that all you got? Is that all you got? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Alright, yeah. So, this is, you know, obviously he's scheduled to be out. Uh, released. Actually, he probably has already released since this broke. But uh, either way, you know, his reputation is tarnished. That's fucking embarrassing. He went to jail for drugs, for selling drugs. Uh, uh, you like to think for somebody wearing a costume, you could spot a cop undercover. Fuck, man. Nope. I don't know. No. Stupid. You just try to get so caught up in it, you know, trying to sell those drugs. Ugh. It's fucking Thank- embarrassing. Thanks a lot, boys in blue. You caught Phoenix Jones. Well, he was selling like some actual. Exactly. Do you actually good job? Yeah, actually good job for once. Yeah, great. All right. I'm just glad he made it to the fucking police station without getting a bullet in his head. (laughs) (laughs) His arch nemesis. Yeah. (laughs) He set the sting operation up. (laughs) (laughs) We got Jones. Yeah. We We got him. We got Jones. Clarence. So pulls a Glock. Not here. Not here, there are cameras. He's like, all right. <laughs> Christ, man. So that's all I got for comic book news. Sad, all right? Just fucking sad. Yeah, but now that we're done with comic book news, it's time for comic book reviews. Yay. Yay. Okay. All right. All right, cool, guys. I got a bunch of cool comics. There are some I didn't get a chance to get to, and I really wanted to. I wanted to catch up on Hawkeye uh, 2 and 3, and I didn't get a chance to get to that. Skull Diggers, I didn't get a chance to get to that, and Philadelphia 2 and 3. There's a, lot, there's, a, there's a lot of books to digest out there. Man, so, so much fucking books. And then I have to pick and choose, man. This shit's not cheap. It's mad overwhelming. So yeah, here we go. With, without further ado, um, one I was personally waiting on, um, couldn't wait for this one to come out. 
Ant-Man number one by uh, Zeb Wells and uh, my fa- one of my favorite artists right now, Dylan Burnett. Um, he this this book and I, full disclosure here, I might be a little biased uh, and it doesn't help the fact that Dylan Burnett's the artist. But I think that the this comic, at least for the first time that I've been reading Ant-Man like seriously or at least plan to, it looks like they've captured the wind of where the Ant-Man character was or somewhere close adjacent to that in the films and they're kind of just rolling with that but they they've shaken things up and they're trying to make it their own like you know the characters are outright ridiculous like there's just no getting around that but the situations that the guy puts himself in like he's living in a in an anthill in florida because he can't (laughs) afford his apartment like that's (laughs) he's working security he's a hero for hire he's sidekick you know, um, it's a it's an honest shakeup for this character. And I like their comedic timing is well, the, the comedic timing by, you know, Zeb is really sharp in here. It's well done. Uh, the art always, of course, I love it. It's just cartooning enough for where this story, it totally fits. I mean, in my eyes at this point in time, issue one, it's a hit for me. I like it. I would recommend it. Um, but of course, I give any actual comic at least two issues before I decide if I'm going to run with it or not, you know, because these things, again, aren't cheap. They cost money. And so, yeah, um, check out Ant-Man 1. Uh, it's delicious. Uh, where are we at? It's, it's fun-sized. <laughs> okay, move on to the next one. Fuck, yeah. bro. No, I had to do that. Come on, man. I had to do it to him. I had to do it to him. You got the lowest of the hanging fruit. It was practically on the fucking ground floor. Whatever. I took it. That's called a tomato. Yeah. I'm proud of it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> um, X-Men slash Fantastic Four, number one. Chip Zdarsky and art by Terry Dotson. Um, after reading House and Power of X, there is a small like interaction towards the beginning of the fate of Franklin Richards because he is of mutant origin. He's a goddamn mutant. He's goddamn mutant. And this story picks up where that interaction left off, where the X-Men have, they're in their fucking bag now. They're in their liberation bag, full effect, and they're bringing any and all mutants to Krakoa to say to start the new life for mutantdom and whatever and this pits them in a situation where franklin and the fantastic four are just coming back from wherever the fuck they've been for years franklin's powers are depleting he's no longer this god tier character for some reason his powers aren't recharging and they're trying to figure that out in the meantime the x-men have decided we're moving on this now we need franklin here because we could possibly fix what it is that's wrong with him so that pits the x-men and the Fantastic Four sort of like against each other because, you know, it's, of course, that's their son. You're going to try and tell them that you honestly think he would live a better life over there on Kokoa with a bunch of mutants, you know, exiled and hated as opposed to right here in New York with their family. And they, they, they make a lot of good points as far as the future, as far as the character's future. But the only narrative that we're that they're really missing is Franklin's himself and what he wants to do. And this series is about seemingly about him figuring that out while everyone essentially kind of fights over what his future will look like. You know, Reed's oh, doing it, shit. It, it sounds like a great value version of X-Men. 
It's not quite there yet. It's literally just some bickering, some grandstanding. And um, in between, you have a kid who's running off with Kitty Pride, uh, trying to figure out what's going on. And Kitty Pride. Oh, Franklin. You you already know Franklin about to side with the X-Men, Ben. You already know. Oh, yeah. He's already he's on the ship and everything. You know, my man, my man hitting puberty and Kitty Pride rolls up. That's the game. We. <laughs> it, it is like a little interesting dynamic to have. Like, I, I, I would say Reed could be. It, it is his son, but at the same time, it could be something. Uh, could be a force of arrogance that he says that I can fix my son. If something's wrong with it, I, I'm smart enough. Arrogant. You mutants can't do that, but it's they're mutants. They should they should know the workings of other pe- mutants' powers better than Reed ever could understand. Exactly. And the thing the thing is is that I don't want to spoil too because really the interactions that they have kind of like franklin leads up a really good singer which is a some a, a real good deep cut like for one instance like franklin's pissed off because reed can't really figure figure it out right now he's been trying he can't figure it out but he's working the best he can and he's at this diner and he's having this interaction with the thing and ben says that you know you shouldn't be too hard on your dad blah 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 he's doing the best Ooh. he can what going Yep. He goes, well, think about it. He's the smartest man in the world. He can solve everyone's problems except for the two that he cares that he claims to care about the most and that it almost seems deliberate. Like maybe he just doesn't want us to change because we needs us the way we are. I mean, look at you. You the smartest man in the world, he can't fix you or me. Silent. I was like, damn, that's true. I mean, and reads on his bullshit, so I'm like uh, that's some more shit that happens in the book, but and then you got the X Men kind of like just trying to bulldoze like, nope, mutant rights. We need to take him. He's one of us. Let's go. And Susan's being a mom, trying to like, no, he's not my fucking son's not going over there. You know, it's just quiet, bitch. You'll have vegetation. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, um, the book is setting up to it. It's really not. To me, the way the book is leaving off, it doesn't really seem like so much is going to be about the X-Men Fantastic Four, more so about a handful of people and really Franklin at the center trying to figure out what he's going to do. Because we've already met another Fantastic Four villain towards the end. And I'm like, well, is this like Fantastic Four rehash with X-Men characters involved or like what's I don't go ahead. in In the long run, thinking about the whole thing with Franklin. It's it seems kind of small because like why not just send him there like a means of summer camp? He's not gonna stay there. He can go there and come back. I mean, that's that's one of the things that's an issue in the book that and and there's a certain protocol made that makes someone look bad for you know stopping him from going. That's all I'll say there. It's it's just like oh really like really. So you know it, it seems like a simple solution just to let him go, let him decide what he wants to do, have a have a little uh, you know little leap year. You know, go uh, go have fun, and then you know, come back, see what you want to do. But no, it's always gonna be larger than life because that's what these characters are supposed to be. They're trying to interject drama as best they can, although admittedly the premise does seem a little bit small, uh, for for uh, a collision of these two characters, these two character uh, teams and all that. So, you think uh, the X Men have accents now that they know how to speak for Cohen? Probably, but I don't know. Uh, that's 
they, they probably should because if they're speaking this language that they've all assimilated in their heads now, like I wonder what they even sound the same to other people. I don't know. It's weird. It's something to think about. Um, I will say one thing going into this, like art wise, like I've never really written anything or I mean, I've never really read any comics specifically drawn the whole way through by Terry Dodson, but he's off to me. He's off. Yeah. Like the, 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 the cover art, of course, Terry Dotson is great on cover art. Like, it looks great. But, like, watching the book move and go through these pages, it's, it doesn't look as, it doesn't look as, uh, it looks like, it looks like somebody who is trying to get deadlines done. And that's fine, because that's what you got to do. But it's like, no, go on. Huh? No, I thought someone was saying something. I thought you were saying something. Maybe uh, I just no. heard my echo. Okay, because that's but that's what you've got to do. But like, I don't know, flipping the pages, I feel like something's missing. Like, there's a certain mysticism that in his cover work that's not there in his page work. It just seems a little fast. But I mean, I'm not going to recommend the book. But if you're twitching to see the Fantastic Four and the X Men come together for any reason, then you know why not? Who am I to tear you from this book? Check it out. Um, one, the two coming up that I'm also really excited about Aftershock put out a book that I thought was pretty decent, turned the, uh, time travel premise on its head. And I, I, um, I'm rocking with it for right now. Um, the man who fucked up time, uh, number one, John Lehman, uh, Chu, Chu writer, um, and Carl Mosert, Mosert, Mosert. I think I'm fucking that up. But anyway, uh, comes to us with The Man Who Fucked Up Time. It's essentially a story about a guy who's down on his luck and wants to, you know, essentially impress the people at his lab. And he has access to a time machine because he's sort of a janitor slash overnight assistant who's actually really smart. And he wants to change his luck. So he gets a bunch of stuff, grabs a bunch of lottery tickets and decides to go back in time, but ends up in a future where Abe Lincoln is the president in Egypt in an Egypt style made um, American, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, Abraham Lincoln is the president. Everyone dresses like him to an extent with these giant top hats. Um, The police force, which are samurais, uh, ride pterodactyls, and it appears to be in Egypt. Um, So time's fucked up real bad. And um, kind of nuts, my guy. It's nuts, but the art's pretty cool. It kind of reminds me of Super Jail, kind of. Um, but I'm interested to at least see the volume of how... What was the idea behind throwing this shit up? Like, making this feature? Like, that's some crazy shit. So, um, I, <laughs> the premise is simple enough. It's, it's a guy who wants to change the look around. Who, who hasn't seen that before? But it's there. I guess they're going to reveal to us over time, over what exactly happened to cause him to what did he do exactly that messed up time so much that it changed the future so drastically while trying to survive it because uh towards the end of the issue things get a little bit complicated i'll say that much um it's a decent read the art is pretty smooth i will go ahead and check it out at least two issues i gotta know more i like it so um yeah the man who fucked up time number one what else? Uh, two of my favorites. Um, there, so I say the best for last. Protector number one, Simon Roy, and I'm gonna fuck this up. This is a Russian name, I'm sure. Uh, uh, Tom Turkhanovich, Turk Trekyanovich, Trek Trekyanovich. 
Yes, protect protector number one. Um, it is a you know a slave girl type deal running away from what seemingly would be a bad situation. You know, they're made. To, she's made to do something, and you know she doesn't do it, and she defies fate and run away. She's being chased by some guys, and she falls down into a pit where apparently this is a some dystopic future thing where at one point in time Mecca was almighty and that's what humans worshiped or whatever so now it, it, they're just like essentially junk throughout this you know ravaged world but some of them still work and she happens to find herself a companion that is a mecca that will be explained meanwhile there's this village who is talking about prophecies about these mecca who there are good ones and i guess there are bad ones because Someone is speaking through one of the villagers and is telling her that, hey, you got to do something about this girl because blah, blah, blah. Um, but the story is up in the air for me as far as I need to see how it's going to land. Like, what are they trying to go for? It, but at the same time, the art is so different. It's so beautiful. Like, my my big reinvention for loving art was what a lot of uh, Mexican artists are are, are, are doing and how they how they their approach to drawing like Herberto Ramos and and uh uh and even like uh what Paul Pope has done his art is fucking so drastically different from anybody else, and and then like then there are the Russian guys like these Russian guys that come out and they do this thing with their anatomy and the way they make figures, like this book is absolutely beautiful. Like I love how different and textured everything looks and how it's colored. Um, it's actually what drew me to it. And um, I'm really feeling it. Um, I would read that for it alone. It's got this very Paul Popish, but Mike Mignola type vibe about it. It's kind of it's it's really cool. It's got an interesting premise, so I'll at least for the art, I'll uh, check it out for another for one more read. Um, if you're familiar with Simon Roy's art, he wrote uh, what, what else did he wrote? Prophecy? No, no, he wrote Prophet. So I would check that out as well. Um, but yeah. I would check that one out too. Um, my last book that I want to talk about, and I will save the best for last, is Thor 2. Donnie oh Coates. My God. Yes. Donnie Coates, Nick Klein. I don't know. It's been a lot, it's been a good last three years for Thor. Thor has been doing fucking incredible. And this is no different. Last last uh issue, we ended up with Thor with the drip. You know, then Thor turns around and beats on Galactus, like, oh That's my god. Great. Busting on them. Straight busting off. It's crazy. And, and like, I don't know. This this same thing with you know Trip Moore's art. Nick Klein, he's gotta get some money, man, because some of these pages could easily be turned into t-shirts. Fucking insane stuff here. Like just I've it before, and it's just, it's insane that you think that of all the comics Marvel been putting up to that Thor would be the best. It's not. It's it's not the number one seller, but it's arguably the best thing Marvel has been putting out and coming for. Yeah, and just comes to show you that narrative about how, uh, you know, unrelatable characters. If you just can't relate to them, then they're not going to sell. Because I can't fucking relate to Thor at all. But these books for the last three years have been fire. Exactly. You know. <laughs> so it's like, hey, whoa, not fire, it. son. Not yeah. fire, thunder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I am. I am. I'm just throwing it out there. But yeah, uh, issue two follows up exactly where one, you know, left off. Hot 
from starter page till end. Obviously, I'm not going to get into what they did, but there's a throwdown with Galactus, and there's some other shit go- that goes down. It's a worth a read. Um, Donnie is, as always, sharp uh, when it comes to writing, and this has been no different for him. Uh, and this is uh, a good, it seems like a really good run for Thor. There's also something that happens. Uh, I can't speak to it too much, but all I know is is that there is some groundwork laid where that there is gonna there could be a crossover with the Justice League or for DC properties with Marvel because there is a clear there is a clear and I and I say this as clear as I can there is a clear and direct description of every Justice League member with with some very convincing convincing distant silhouettes being um uh, swept up in the uh, what was that thing called that hand called from another dc property the hand of creation the hand being swept up in the hand of creation and that's the first thing that thor is seeing in the first couple of pages like an, in a distance like it's it's the tracks have been laid and that's all i can speak to that's fucking awesome and um Wow, who would have thought? Number one, who would have thought that Thor would be the like one of the best things that Marvel's putting out right now, along with Silver Surfer last year? And then not only that, Thor is our lead to the DCU. I never would have thought it would have been him, like ever. But and I'm, what and I'm gonna say, if anyone, if anyone in the DCU tries, to... okay, you should uh, repeat yourself. From the if anybody from the Justice League wants to step up to Thor right now. They are gonna get folded. They don't stand a chance. I mean, Thor right now is hot. Like we're talking the highest Super Saiyan level you can think of in Double It. All right, like he's got he's got the juice right now. He's got the juice right now. He's already king, and then you know he's he's the fucking herald of thunder. Like okay, you had to have read issue one by. But he's the herald of thunder. Galactus has bestowed onto him even more power. He has the old, he has a Thor force and the power cosmic. Like what at this point in time, what is Thor not to do? Like I don't, I think the only the only other time he's been reasonably stronger is Rune King Thor. And and let's be honest right now, like this has got to be hands down the best, the best Thor redesign look. I have ever seen. Like, I, I just want to hold the door open for him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome book. Fantastic art. Like, the story's shaping up to go leaps and bounds beyond. Because they could, they could not try very hard with Thor if they wanted to. But it seems that they keep pushing the limits. Honestly, I wish Donnie would write for somebody like... <sighs> A challenge. Like, let's get somebody in here. Like, of course, obviously, there are like a handful. I'll I'll give a caveat right now and say, if you, I would like to see a black writer. If we're gonna give Blade like a like a like a no, like a number one launch in 2020, I want to see a black writer writer on it. Like, probably Chuck Brown, uh, Dave Walker, uh, somebody somebody out there. I want to see a black writer on him. Like, maybe the Bitter Root team. I don't know. But if if it were Donnie that got to do Blade. That would be a challenge, and I would love to read it. I'm just going to say that right now. To to think that Thor isn't a challenge for him right now. Like, how how is Thor not a challenge? Like, he had to make the story up. I'll say it like this. Jason Aaron has already kicked open the door 
for 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 uh for Thor. The only thing Donnie had to do, which is again far beyond what his talent is is it's far what his talent is capable of. He just had to walk through. But what Donnie did was decide to bring a construction crew and knock down the frame around the door because like it's overkill. Legend after legend, like fucking shots after shots, they know where they want to go with this character. There is no misstep. For the last three years, Jason has been doing a great job. Anything that Donnie does, anything that Donnie does, is just adding already to a loaded fucking stack. Like he, he, they could have got somebody to come in here and shit on this. Actually, what other what other character in Marvel right now has a defined beginning, middle, and end? Thor does. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, some people need some. I mean, there's a lot of the end series coming out for some characters, like the last stories that these characters have. Like, there's a Captain America, a Captain Marvel, the end. Um, there's a couple of end stuff. I'm not reading any of it because, like, I don't like the idea of finality. Because if you say it's end and then six months later, here comes another Captain America but story, I'm te- like, hey, technically Wolverine. Technically, Wolverine, yes. Wolverine has had a... And then they said, let's bring him back and give him hot claws. Oh, no, because yeah, old, man, old Man Logan so far is still the exact same Wolverine outside of hot claws. Outside of hot claws, he old man does, Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. They, said, they said Old Man Logan is the, is the uh, end result of what's going on. And nothing they can do can stop it right now, or they don't know how to change it. But the, the events that happen to Old Man Logan, current Logan, are exactly the same. Outside of Hot Claws. So Hawkins gonna have babies? They're gonna be all retarded? I mean, oh my god. I can't whoa, whoa. Man. Oh. I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up. Really I'm really tired. You know, you know, no, 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 no. Okay, Roseanne, I just drunk uh-huh. some Ambien. I drunk uh-huh. some Ambien. I can't. I don't know how to do it. The Knackers. The Knackers. They made me do it. Jesus Christ. Look. The hawk head. Hey, have you given up? Do you want to go home? (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So, you know, obviously, a lot of these books, like, kind of speak for themselves. I really enjoy them. Um, I will try and get to catch up on Hawkeye. I think uh, Matt Rosenberg is doing a great job on that. He did a good job on issue one. Philadelphia, I have to get caught up on that. Uh, But those are the comics I've read so far, guys. Um... I will try and get more, but like I said, obviously these things cost money, so bear with me. <laughs> uh, you know, they don't have to. You shut your dirty, filthy mouth. Uh, I'm done with comics. That's it with comic reviews. Uh, okay. All right. All right. On to the movie news. Yay. The, movie, the moving pictures. Uh, well. Happy ha- happy uh, Black History Month, everybody. You know, every month is Black History Month, nigga. <laughs> I mean, sure, this is true, but I mean, this month is Black History Month. It's officially just saying. I'm... Anyway, speaking of this, you know, I f- uh, I came across an about, article. Like political, God, why is it always about politics with you guys? No I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> happy Black History Month, yay! Yeah. Right, happy Black History Month. Um, well, speaking of which, I came across an article that was very interesting about Star Wars, something that I never knew about and no one seems to know about or ever talks about, about 
a man named Ashley Boone Jr. Who? Yes, a man named Ashley Boone Jr. Yeah, no one knows. Yeah, no one knows who he is, which is unfortunate because he actually helped push for Star Wars to actually be promoted and to be a thing. He was the first black president of a major um, studio corporation and everything at 20th Century Fox of all places. And he was in charge of major, he was in charge of uh, distribution and marketing. So he actually helped Star Wars get out there to the theaters and promote it and everything. He was actually in charge of, um, he actually decided on the release date of Star Wars and everything. Um, like he was one of the only few people who pushed it at um, 20th Century Fox. Because if you don't know, 20th Century, 20th Century Fox was, you know, helming the project and stuff for George Lucas, but they had no faith at all on the project. They thought it was weird. They thought it was too much. They thought that it was just like eventually that George Lucas would just give up and just go away so they'll never have to think about it. They did not have any faith in Star Wars. So much so that when George Lucas came to the 20th Century Fox and asked, you know, okay, I'll do this for you, but I want the rights to the um, the distribution rights and I want the sequel rights. They laughed at his face and just threw it at him like, sure, whatever. It's not like it's going to be anything. And look where we are now. So, but yeah, actually, boom, with one of the one one of the people on the front lines for George Lucas, but yet he. If at, if at all or anything, never gets mentioned. Like at these celebrations for Star Wars and everything, everyone from George Lucas to um, fucking R2-D2 and everything gets thanked for, you know, the creation of Star Wars. But never men- no one mentions Ashley, unfortunately. Pretty fucked. Yeah, you know. Ugh. He's a pretty important figure. He's like... He he was only like the president of distribution. Like he was put in the president of distribution of the major of um of 20th Century Fox, but he only stayed for four months because once Star Wars became came out and became a huge hit and everything, they 20th Century tried to push him out by hiring another person with a uh, brand new role under him, basically make him basically putting down um, Ashley. So actually saw this and instead of just staying there and taking the abuse or whatever, he decided to just to leave and make his own firm. And he was with his firm, his number one his number one client was George Lucas. So he helped him distribute and promote Empire Strikes Back. And went on to also do distribution for Ghost um Ghostbusters, the Rocky Horror Picture Shows. Chariot of Fire and Thelma Release and many others. Jeez, all hits. Yeah, man, like a really solid, like really phenomenal career with so much under his belt, and yet no one we have not heard about him until now. I haven't heard it's, about him. Until it's now. really unfortunate that Sad. the person who's responsible for things to really isn't credited. It is, like, and it's weird because he hasn't mentioned in an interview. People have asked. George Lucas, people have asked George Lucas about Ashley, or when he goes in stories, he'll mention Ashley. But other than that, when it really matters, when you know when he's in limelight and everything, when he's ready to talk about shit, you know his stories and stuff, he actually just seems to slip his mind. Um, unfortunately, he died in 1994. Um, but you know, 
you wouldn't have known it until now, unfortunately. You know? Jeez. Yeah. Like, and his sister in 2013, you know, went on, like, after he was booming in the industry, she eventually stopped, which she was uh, working as a Pan Am for an airport. And so she decided to leave that and join her brother. And with that, she actually became the first black um, black president of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Science. You know, breaking, making more, breaking barriers and stuff. Like there's so much, like there's other stuff that we can talk about with Ashley that he's done, his sister's done stuff, but unfortunately we don't have enough time for that. But it's just a a small look. If if you're listening now, if you have a slight interest in this, please, if you, or you have interest in just black history or hell, even fucking Star Wars, just look it, look him up because he deserves it. For everything he's done. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be even talking about Star Wars today. Yeah, we we do we got shit talk we have to talk about with Star Wars, but I'm I'm happy to be shit talking it than not be talking about it at all, you know? After Praise be the goat. Yeah. After everything that Star Wars given me, it's you can't you can't deny its influence and magic, you know. So Jeez. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Clone Wars final seasons coming out. Can't wait. Aren't you video games? Stop it. No, I'm just it's kidding. time for this goddamn Disney Plus <laughs> subscription to pay off. Start carrying his goddamn weight. That's right. Unfortunately, none of the other stuff is coming out until like later, like the end of this year. Sad. Yeah. The goddamn yeah. Mangalorian really it was a good journey, but it's done now. So It's done for now. But it's done. You gave me baby Yoda, but what have you done for me lately? <laughs> Announce uh, that fuck ass. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. We're incredible. Oh no, you're fine. Um, going on to other news. According to Variety, there's been talks of Marvel is actually looking for another director for Doctor um, Doctor Strange two, and they've been talking to Sam Raimi to be director. Oh. Um, yeah. How do you guys feel about it? There's not much information about it. There's talks. Do you think he could do us a, um, a Doctor Strange two film? From what you've seen of Doctor Strange, well, no, Clarence, you go ahead. Okay, so my my big thing right now is I want them to keep this horror. Film. Yeah. I really do. And Sam Raimi, what Evil Dead? What else has he done? Evil Dead, Evil Dead two, Armory of Darkness. Uh, Drag me to hell. Um, the uh, Ash versus the forces of evil series. So uh, some corny. Didn't, uh, didn't he? Didn't he do that one? No, that was Drag Me to Hell, wasn't it? I was trying to think of something else. Like he, did, he did the Spider Man trilogy. He did do the Spider Man trilogy. He did he? Didn't do the Spider Man trilogy one two? Okay, I, I get what you're going for, Clarence. So like you're saying that he you wanted to be more like taken serious. Horror, like a serious point of uh, view of horror, than kind of campy horror. You're not looking for the campy horror. Well, he he well, he did he did Jungle Book. Cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah the the Netflix one. He did Jungle Book. Oh okay. wow. Oh Mowgli. Um, yeah. Oh okay. Mowgli. Mowgli. No, not, I mean, not, 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 not the Disney one. That's the Disney one. The Netflix one is Mowgli. The Disney one. Yeah, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at us for Mowgli. Mowgli, you gave him a name. 
You the based off the name Mowgli? Hey, Mowgli. Okay, I, I, I'm not entirely sure if Sam Raimi can deliver the experience. But yeah, I do want... I, I, I really want them to just show some of the, the creepy crawlers that happen in the Doctor Strange universe because there's some there's a lot of cool conceptual things and some some more Lovecraftian things that happen in his runs and I don't know if they're going to keep with the horror aspect then stay with it but I think Sam Raimi can deliver this a, a more campy version which is more in line with what Marvel really does but yeah. not what I want no exactly that's the fr- like I can understand he's like kind of the the safest bet if they were going to put on you know as director wise it's st- but still be in the range of horror but yeah like if it's their their mold he's um he's you know I like his horror stuff but oh he did yeah he did dark man but his stuff is more like you said it's more you know fun you know you can poke mm-hmm. fun of it you know his early stuff is creepy but as this thing's going on I mean, just look at Ash versus the Forces of Evil. Like that's just. I really, I really kind of like this series for the first. It, no, two seasons. it's good. No, it's it's fun. I like watching it. Like it's really good, but it's not like you know, it's it doesn't take itself seriously. You know, but evil, but point. Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, that is a point. So not take itself. Seriously. That's Ash and Evil Dead. Mantra. Yeah, he did Maniac Cop. Oof, and innocent. Yikes. Innocent, um, oh, it's an actor, innocent blood. No, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, at first, I was like, no, like, what, don't do that. But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, why not? I guess, like, I would like to see him story wise, how what he would do with that. Because I, I mean, I like the first Doctor Strange, it was fine, but it could have been more. That door mom looked like Dorm Boo Boo. It was and just like a big face in the sky. Tired. I am. Uh, I. I am. I did not uh, care for that first strange. Yeah, we know. It's just okay. I go. It's just I go with saying it. Didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's it was it was serviceable. It was just not like rememberable. He especially for the character because, like, granted, the only time I actually cared for the character was in Infin- Infin- uh, Infinity War. Yeah, if anywhere, he showed the fuck up. I was like, who is this? Character and even fucking, in, like... Even in Thor Ragnarok, he showed up. I was like, oh, alright. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Like, He's he was cool. authoritative. He was like, authoritative, this is how I do things. I don't give a fuck. Alright, you're out of here. You're out of here. I guess I don't care so much care how he gets to get what he's getting as long as he's doing it. Because I could give two shits about his origin. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It just... Yeah. yeah. I guess... It had some cool stuff in it, just wasn't for me. Yeah, and then like okay, I am happy though. though. Well, like we'll see what happens because what's his face? Who was the original director of this film? Was he's pushed to executive producer, which could mean a lot of things. I would hope that he could still like maybe Sammy still talk to him like, hey, what were your ideas? What do you want to do? You know, maybe I can intermit them and put my own little. You know, still have my stamp on it and everything, but still keep you know have your input and such. Because right. you know he's also because the guy was also a horror guy. You know, he did Sinister and everything, which was, you know, pretty alright horror movie. But, um, yeah. So, speaking of things that are pretty alright. So, Fast 10 looks like it's going to get, which is supposed to be the last, last entry in the, the Fast Saga, right? Sure. It's supposed to be getting a two-part. 
Hell yeah. Run yeah. it out. They're trying to make it a make it, trying to do a Harry Potter on us with this fucking fast series, you know? Make it stupid. Make it stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no more. Like fucking um Dumbledore when Harry was feeding him the water. He's like, mm, mm, like you gotta drink it. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, like it's just I don't know. Like he quote uh, as he says, quote. Uh, he's like, did, uh, Vin Diesel said, started planning. He started playing for Fast Ten before he we even started Fast Nine. Of course he did, because yes. a businessman's got to think ahead. <laughs> exactly. That's what they turn into. No fuck artists. Like that's what happens when you get into the industry. Business speaks. You know. You fucking change up. Change you up. Know what? This yeah. is one of the best. This is one of the best low key franchises of all time. It's actually great. All right. Okay. Even if you don't agree, it is. It's okay. okay. I can. It agree is. And I won't. But um, you, you don't. You're not in it. You're not in it for the long haul. I'm you're really just. Not. You're just a visitor. I was. So no, thanks to you. You're a fucking tourist. Look, you're I a goddamn one, tourist. I watch one, two, and three, and then seven, and I'm fine. Okay. You have to one, two, and three. Yeah, you didn't see Fast Five. You didn't see. You didn't see Fast Five. You see, that's your problem right there. Sure. Okay. Look, I'm sure it is. I'll watch him one day. Anyway, and as he says, he also kept, uh, as he continues, and for the fans, should Fast 10, should Fast 10 parts 1 and 2 be the conclusion? It would be nice for this world to continue for generations to come. No. (laughs) Yes. No. No. Yes. Generation. What is wrong with him? He act like this is some fucking biblical fucking Bible. Well, look, so, he, he it kind of is. From it, and he has a he has a cult following, so he, he, he can. They even have. A- I'm surprised he even said this. Like this is supposed to be his last. Which just keep going. I'm gonna give a fuck. No one cares. I mean, Seriously. once you go into space, there's nothing else they can do. Like honestly, I'm just waiting for them to go into space. We're just going to space. He going to different dimensions, fast dimension. They're too fast. Dude, uh, Fast and the Furious, Back to the Future crossover. To, yes, Miami Fly. I do. Yeah, actually, get them back in there, and they're whipping the fucking DeLorean. <laughs> uh, maybe so not fucking like great. Fox. Yes, he, he wouldn't be able to stay still. You know what I mean? Hey, exactly. I mean, exactly. Be careful, they, they won't. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! They won't lightning no more. He can generate the energy. He's oh too fast. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, huh. you ready to get more disappointed, Jamal? Sure. I mean, I don't, the news you told me, I'm not disappointed. So go well, ahead. No, I mean by besides, I'm talking about the joke that you were just by, obviously. Listen, yeah. you do what you do, man. That's all. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But um, looks like that Indio, Indiana Jones Five, that's coming out, will not be a reboot or a soft reboot. Okay. Yay. They, yeah. So that the Crystal Skull shit is canon forever, as said Yay. by Kathleen Kennedy. In an interview, she was they asked her like, "Hey, um, would this be a sequel or a reboot or what's going on?" You know, and she's like, "No, 
it's a it's not a reboot. It's a continuation. So hard to keep voting for to to be for Miss Kennedy when she does stuff like this. I mean, she's a businesswoman. I don't know why everyone's. I feel like if she was in any other studio, if she was a man, we would have this problem. Ooh. I don't even, that's not true. Men ruin things go. all the right. time. I mean, Joe Luca ruins, you know, Star Wars for the longest time until those things became memes. Then everyone's cool with it, you know. Yeah. You yeah. know what? Prequels is okay. <sighs> Fuck out of here, you fucking bitches! Right? You fickle yeah. bitches. Well, whatever. Like, We're not gonna get into that. I, <laughs> you fickle bitches. They weren't that bad. I wouldn't even say they're just as good as the, the, the sequels. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. All that shit. You know, no, no. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Indiana Jones. I don't... I'm not, like, totally invested in Indiana Jones and everything. I That movie did was shit in general. I didn't even finish it. Like, I started it. It was just bored me, and I just turned it off. So... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was just, eh, it's like whatever. You had the luxury of turning it off because I was in theaters. Yeah, I didn't go. I didn't see that shit in theaters. I'm sorry. You could close your eyes. Why didn't you close your eyes? Because I paid for this, so I'm gonna keep it up. Oh, you paid. Oh, okay, yeah. Money's involved. That makes sense. Yeah, money's involved. Keep those eyes open. Keep those that. eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> I've keep those eyes open. Open. See, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christ, Christ, Almighty! But yeah, with that, I am. Oh, the, I guess one thing. This one last thing I want to talk about. Um, I posted this in the group chat. So, what'd you guys think of Spiral? <sighs> Who asked for this? From this the Book of Saw. Yep. Who asked for Spiral? Like uh, Christ. Chris Rock asked for it. He went to a movie studio and he said, I have an idea for a Saw film. And they're like, the fuck is Saw? He's like, you own that. No. He's like, oh, (laughs) shit. You're right. Um, Sure. You want to do it? Yeah, here's my pitch. You're not saying anything. Yeah, that's my pitch. I want to do it. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. All right. Go ahead. What else were they doing with it? They weren't doing... No, because it was over. (laughs) The The guy's dead. And they ended the series. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, it's fine. Now they want to do more. I don't know why. I don't. Yeah, you said. I guess the whole like bringing back an old property again that people recognize. So why not? <laughs> I am happy. It doesn't seem to be a reboot. It's a continuation, at least. You know, they're not trying to replace all the characters and do the exact same thing over again. Even though. It looks like we're I mean, back in that room again. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, you're right. So maybe not totally, but yeah. I like how in the end he was like, "Oh, what am I supposed to do with this?" Get the I know. Fuck out of here. Oh I'm my like, god! Oh, I don't know why they did that. I'm like, we saw this already. Why are you using that? I guess. Scene? Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If I, uh, whether I go see the movie or not, it, but if I had to review it, I would just say that it's like a hundred times more C, uh, uh, eight times more saw. Right, Chris Rock? Yep. Fucking asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, there's one more thing I forgot to bring up. It's not so much about video games. Particularly. What? Remember the the uh, Entry Species Reviewer anime? It's it's getting it's getting dropped by TV networks and streaming services. 
Yeah. Oh, word. I mean, I've seen an episode or two. <laughs> you have? Can't, can't imagine why it would uh, he, I think be. He watched, I think he watched one with us. Yeah. I think Heido was... you, you and Heido. Just yeah, boy. So it's so good, though. It, it, it understands. The show understands yeah. its demographic 110% to the T. It's funny as fuck, and it's graphic. Yeah, it's funny. I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> that was that was sarcasm. If you guys didn't That's know, so <laughs> yeah, so hard. Sorry, I felt that from the uh, screen. Man, the, the weird part is you know, the, when the news first broke that uh, Funimation dropped their streams. Funimation stopped streaming it, and Amazon stopped stopped streaming it. When that news broke. It was like you cowards. And then the next episode came out. And I was like, okay, I understand. We were sitting there. We were like, we were about to find and watch episode four, and we were fucking like, "You cowards! You're so stupid and fucking prudish and shit." Hey, you could show this, and then we watched it. And we were like, "Oh, hmm. yeah, I get." I a creature literally squirted on a window. Yes. Yeah, I'm not talking about blood. Talking about we know what you meant. Vagina squirt. They didn't. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. I wonder Ooh. what the is to be clear. We're not we're, we're not gonna get shut down by nobody, I hope. But th- this is not we the might this, after your your little shut this up. Is not, this <laughs> is this type of content for anime is not new and they have similar stuff, although not as extreme. But it's pushing yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have other other things that are that are still kind of pushing the limit. And they're still streaming that with a smile on their face. So, you know, that this this I can see where the line is, but they're still cowards. <laughs> yeah, man. This have this have a really like mature section. They have ratings, rate the shit, and allow people to choose whether they can watch it or not. It's getting to the point that they ha- if they want to show it, they have to show the censored version, and they're literally cutting out somewhere between three or five minutes of the show. So it's what what's the point? Exactly. Like it's- I think. What? Hey, go ahead. No, go ahead. What, what is the point? No, 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 no. no I had no point. Good. I was gonna say it's kind of like you know, you know, having a hearing with no witnesses. But you know, it's, it's what's the point? I was agreeing with you. Do it. Bring it back. Bring it on back. No, we're no more. That's no, it. That's all I want to say. I just want to make an analogy. Uh, okay. All right. We're done. It's eleven o'clock. Yeah, I thought you had something else to say. All right. Cool. Yeah, we're done. All right, guys. Uh. Uh, this has been another episode of the Thirsty If you like what you hear here, uh, hear here, yeah, hear here. Um, if you like what you hear, please uh, go on to any of our social medias at Thirsty Nerds um, podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on RF Sumo um, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, go ahead and plug yourselves. You can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Waifu Wrecker. And uh, go ahead and watch Vinland Saga and Happy Speech Review. You will not be sad. You may be, um, you won't be sad. <laughs> You'll be thirsty, huh? huh? I'm, I'm thirsty. You'll be something. Yeah. You'll be either confused or you'll know exactly who you are. True. You, 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 you'll learn who you are. You'll learn who you are. You won't know, but you'll learn. Some people yeah. I know are learning, and it's a great process to watch. <laughs> uh, you could follow me at uh, King K Thirsty on Instagram. Just do that. 
go and do it and if you like the episode if you got this far thank you congratulations now if you wouldn't mind how about you go over go over to you know your apple Podcasts or google Podcasts or stitcher wherever you want listening to us and please please rate us it helps it helps us figure out what we're doing how we can change our content to make it better and just to get our names out there you know so yeah it's nice just just do it and who knows maybe we'll read it on the podcast as a treat but we need to get some more first then we'll i mean we're it. almost at 80 you know 80 uh 80 followers that's that's good you know yeah it's but we didn't need slowly, to talk to us slow and consistent you know tell us what you think guys if, if there any comic you have them uh you know just hit us up uh all right and that's it we're done yay uh, yeah